Hi everyone, this is Carmen Miksha and Sophia Miksha, your hosts of Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter multi-generational podcast filled with laughter, wisdom and advice. Sophia is a sophomore in high school in the IB program, a runner, a piano player and a sister. I have a BA and MA degree in English and have published two poetry books and a tennis book, which you can find on Amazon or on my website, CarmenMixaBooks.com. I am also a marathon runner and the broker CEO of Dynamic Real Estate, my own company. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home with me in the Sacramento or Bay Area regions, please visit my website, DynamicSacramentoHomes.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We promise to sprinkle seeds of sunshine once a week to elevate your lives and dreams through better communication between generations. Aslat Benari is a product and leadership coach for companies and professionals. She has over 20 years of product management experience working for companies like Diligent, Verizon Media, WeWork and BBG Ventures and named one of the product-led growth top influencers. Asnat is an advocate for resilience and mental health in the workplace. Her first book, Starting from Scratch, Manage Change Like Your Career Depends on It, is now available. Welcome to Seeds of Sunshine, dear Asnat, or Az, like the great wizard of Oz. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are grateful and honored to have you on. And how are you today? Very good. Um, it's been a cold day in New York, um, but I'm very, very happy that uh, I'm on your podcast. Oh, yes. We've had some cold spells here. It's getting a little better. Um, anyway, I would like to start, as always, with a quote and a joke. And the quote is, no matter how long you've been at it, you always start from scratch. Jeffrey Eugenides. You're probably very familiar with this quote, which is why I picked it. <laughs> oh, I love that you did. And I love, um, I don't know that quote, funnily, although I always look for a quote. The quote that keeps coming up is uh, start from scratch and keep on scratching. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this one is actually amazing and really talks a lot about what I talk in my book, which is the mindset of starting from scratch. Wonderful. And then I have a joke. Maybe you know the answer to this one. Why can't a vampire write an autobiography? <laughs> oh my God, no. Any guesses? No, no, no idea. Okay, because they are bad at self-reflection. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very good. And then the important skill for vampires and humans. <laughs> yes, yes. And I brought up this joke without even knowing your background, Oz, that you, your parents are originally from Romania, just like myself, that just like my yeah. husband and I, and that you actually speak Romanian. So at the end of this episode, we are going to greet our listeners in Romanian so that they <laughs> learn how to say goodbye in Romanian. <laughs> yeah, and stay in touch in Romanian. That's right, and stay in touch. But anyway, um, my daughter is not here today, but I told her that I was talking to her, and her question, her go-to question is always, she's very interested 
about someone's personal career story. How did you start, you know, and because um, you are someone who started from scratch multiple times. So kind of give us a, a little backstory. Yeah, um, it really depends on where do I say that career, my career started. Um, and I'll say that my first job job, uh, I was 14 and I was writing for a teen magazine. Um, and I really, I always liked writing. I wanted actually to be a journalist when I was young. And so my first job was then, and um, the journal was acquired by a large media company. And then they let everyone go. They let, they fired everybody, including the kids that were working in the magazine. Aww. And yeah, it's heartbreaking to even think about it, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and then I, um, I was let go together with all the staff um, and with the reason behind it was that they wanted to revamp how the magazine is. Um, and then I actually fought, fought it. I fought the decision. I wrote, uh, I think it was several pages long uh, letter to the editor explaining him why I thought it would be uh, the wrong decision to have us all let go because we are the spirits of the company and we know exactly what we need to do. Um, and then I went on a vacation with my parents. And when I, we came back, and this was many, many years ago, we had a, you know, a voice machine that you leave messages. And I had a mess, I had two messages there. Uh, one was from him saying, hey, you know, I read your letter and I'm actually willing to listen. Um, and the second one was from my editor-in-chief who was let go, but then brought back and said, I don't know what you did. We're all back. When are you coming? Um, so I think, you know, I learned very early in my um, career, I want to say, that if you follow your passion and you really kind of have your truth and you, you know, put yourself out there, good things can happen. And, you know, thinking of starting from scratch and the whole mentality around starting from scratch is very much that. Uh, I think at the age of 14, I did it because I was young <laughs> and I uh, had no fear. Uh, and something that, you know, as adults, unfortunately, our scars and experiences sometimes give us these scares. Uh, but really, every single time since then, when I put myself forward um, and I, you know, put my passion and um, and good wishes into something, good things happen. So, uh, um, so I'm a professional starting from scratcher. <laughs> if that's the thing, if that's the thing. But really, you know, um, me uh, realizing that this was the first time I did it was actually 14 gave me a lot of uh, strength to do it when I was older. Wow, I love that. And how did your book start? How did you, uh, you know? think about it and what was the main reason you you felt this is an important book to write yeah so I wrote the book so my book actually starts with a personal uh so my book is not a biography it's a mm -hmm. um it's very much of a six-step guide to helping you um start your career either in a job that you already are at and how do you grow and, and extend and and change your career or if you want to pivot or change to another uh, another job but what I really was um, 
was the first thing I wanted to talk about was the first time I needed to start from scratch, both personally, because I moved to the States, as well as as part of my job, because they both happened at the same time. So my book starts with a personal story um, when I was almost let go again. Uh, and yeah. and uh, But that was because of a reorg. There was, you know, um, a more mature scenario. Um, so and it started then and I changed it and I, you know, I, I managed to find a different role within the company that was even better for me. But um, after several changes that ended up really well, one of them wasn't. One of them was a little bit clunky. And what I did is I took, you know, a notebook and I wrote, I reverse engineer my path. And I said, what happened last time that it was so good? Um, and this time it isn't. And why am I struggling to start from scratch this time? And I realized that I actually have a method and that every single time that I started from scratch and it all went well, I followed those steps. And this time I didn't. So kind of went back to the drawing board and said, okay, these are my steps and this is how I start from scratch. And I started telling this to people, including my husband, who's a big um, push behind a lot of things I do. And one of the things he said, he said, why don't you write a book about it? And, you know, I think I didn't even know what writing a book entailed, um, but it found itself. It took two years to write this book, sure. um, but, um, but it found its way out uh, as, uh, as both telling my story, but I also interviewed 200 people for the book um, and, uh, and their stories uh, selected stories are in the book as well. So it's the method as well as how people implemented it in various jobs, not just uh, specifically me and my job. That's amazing. And um, do you, can you share those six steps like like very quickly, like boom, boom, you know, for people yeah. to understand? Yes. So the first step is to uh, adopt a learning mindset. And I keep saying that when we are hired for a job, we're in this 99% of the time we're in execution mode. It's really important to pick our heads up and say, okay, what has changed in the environment, in my customers, in my organization, and really learn both what's happening around me as well as what happens in my industry and how can I keep up to speed with my job and what I'm doing. The second step is to build your resilience, really to identify when your strength, when your mood uh, is depleted. So really to look at that and see how these things can change by specific actions that you can do in your life. Is it to meet friends? Is it to go outside? Is it to exercise? Is it to eat? Is it to take a vacation? Whatever it is, um, I have things that fill me up and it's anything from 15 minutes to a week. Uh, so I have various things that I listed that can help me and bring me back. But the idea of resilience is not just for the sake of, you know, we all need to be healthy, um, but it's mostly around when we are in a good state of mind, we can see change as an opportunity. And when we're not in a good state of mind, we see change as something that is alarming and concerning and worrying. And where we're worried, we don't see these opportunities. So that mindset is really important. Third step is to build a personal board of directors. It's a network of people, not your friends. People mm -hmm. from work, previous colleagues, professional crush, you know, whoever that may be. Um, but these are people that can support you and give you good advice uh, when you need to. 
Um, the fourth step, and these three steps is something that I always recommend you have, even if you're not about to change, because they make you ready for change. And then once change happens, either because you want it or it happened to you, layoffs are happening a lot recently. Uh, so if change happens to you or if you want it, there are the next three steps. So the next three steps is one is to profile the person that you want to be, the new you. What do they know? What are their skills? Who do they know? What do they do? What are their hobbies? How do they learn? There's so many questions. Many of them are in my book, but really to ask yourself, how can you profile that person and imagine that person? You know, there's this, this meme that a little kitten sees a big lion in the mirror. This is what I want people to envision. Like, what is that version of the big lion that they can be? And then the fifth step is really to work towards being that lion. You know, unpack those skills, learn, connect with people, and really build yourself up to your own role model. And the last step, because we worked a lot and very hard in order to start from scratch, is really to look back and pack any baggage. And pack any baggage, it is, you know, um, a friend of mine heard me talk about this step and she says, oh, it's actually making you, instead of a victim, a victor. And the, this <laughs> step, and I love it, and I was like, oh, you couldn't say that before I wrote the book? Because <laughs> um, I would have loved to put that name there. But the thought of st six step is really to look back at any experience and see it as a resume builder. You know, the fact that I, you know, started writing when I was 14 here, I'm 47 and I got back to writing there. Every skill we have, every experience we have is something that we can put on our resume and can help us pivot and plan our career. So I really want people to look back in every experience they had, even, for example, when you're let go, you're very angry and you're very sad. But look at that experience as who you were before that job and who you are today. What are the new skills you have? What are the new things you can say about yourself and about your capabilities? What are the new people that you added to your network and can really be that personal board of directors of yours and can support you in the future? So that list and um, there are ways to do it. I wrote it in the book, but you know, just an anecdote is um, what was that? What were you before and what are you today? Who did you not know before and you know today? Um, and what can you add to your skills and resume? And so, if you even just answer these three questions, you see yourself as a victor, regardless of what brought you to that position. So, yes, these are the six steps. Yes, that's absolutely brilliant. I, I love how your friend came up with uh, being the victor instead of the victim, yeah. because unfortunately change cannot happen when you have that victim mentality, you know, like, oh, look at us. She's so successful. Why can't I do the same? Oh, I didn't have the same opportunities. I'm just going to sit where I am. And that is just so damaging to our personal growth, you know, and I connect to you right away and we never knew that, you know, we scheduled mm -hmm. our interview, but I also am a scratcher like, like you, you know, like when we came into this country, we literally gave up our careers that we already had in Romania lined up for us. And my husband said he was more scared than me. Um, he said, but do you have a plan, honey? And I said, I have no plan other than I don't want to go back to Romania. That's my mm -hmm. plan. And yeah. we will make everything work here and he was like 
okay, well, I guess I have to trust you and your intuition <laughs> and your uh, motivation to make things work and we'll work together and make things happen, right? Yeah. So I love that because um, there is someone that I interviewed for my book and his name is Landon. His story is in it. And he said that his resilience and his ability to start from scratch and his ability to keep on learning new things is because he never has plan B. <laughs> and I think that you didn't have a plan B. You didn't say, oh, if it doesn't work, I'm going back. You said, no, no, I'm going to make this plan work. Yes. Um, and I love that. That's so fascinating because I am also a marathon uh, runner eyes. And oh, wow. what we do as uh, marathon runners, because marathons are beasts and they're very humbling, we always make plan A, B, and C. But <laughs> in a way, it's it's kind of damaging because you always like, you're giving yourself a way out, oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes you have to be realistic because your body wants to do something else. So it's a difference when you're trying to self-preserve something and when you're trying to have a way out, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that you talked about a plan because um, I always say when you have that, when you have that lion, when you have that plan, I think it's really important that you write it down. And I'll explain why is a lot of people I meet um, that I don't know and I support them or help them. They come back and they say, you know, you help me. How can I help you? And if I don't have a plan, then I am unable to tell them how can they really help me. So I think the fact that you have a plan, A, B, or you don't, but you have the original plan, but a, a plan um, allows not only that you can focus and you can work towards it, you can also gather other people to support you and support your plan. And, you know, a lot of the times people will say, oh, I actually know Joe and Joe can do so-and-so, or here's another thing that you can do if your body breaks. Like, I really think that, you know, having a, a plan or plans um, is something that, you know, can really help you focus on the way forward and, you know, that you start from scratch, but you don't get lost on the way. Oh, yes, I, I agree with you. And then I still think this concept is difficult for most people to grasp. So uh, what do you believe is holding back people from actually starting from scratch? Yeah, I think as you exactly as you said it, starting from scratch is very hard. Anything new is hard. And that's why I don't think that we should do it alone. That's why I think that, you know, the fact that you have a personal board of director, a network of people who can help and support you, the fact that you came to this mentally strong and you say, okay, and then, and I'm, I can do this. You're strong enough mentally. And you have a plan that puts a lot of I want to say foundations that can hold you when it's not going great. And, you know, in, in my book, I talk, there's, you know, some, I have a Maria who started from scratch and she actually planned her new beginning for three years. Wow. That takes a lot of resilience and a big plan, but she had a big plan and she worked towards it slowly and surely. So it doesn't need to happen. There's no, you know, a plan is a plan and the timeline, someone can do it you know, within a week or have a, you know, a short-term plan and someone can have a three-year plan like Maria. But I think the fact that, you know, to begin with and really understand what are the pillars of beginning um, are important because absolutely it's, uh, 
it's hard. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to be bigger than what you are today. No one said that it is easy, but there is a way. There is a way to to make it a little bit easier. I love that. And you know what else I do? When I really want to hold myself responsible, I actually announce on Facebook or social oh, media. I'm like, I'm starting my own podcast. Sophia and I are starting Seeds of Sunshine so that I cannot back out anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the whole yeah. world is- Someone's keeping you accountable. Yes. I love that. Yes. yes. And, and so there are ways to use social media in a positive way. And then, you know, when mm -hmm. I post about it, they're like, oh my gosh, Carmen, we've been binging on your episodes and they're great. We <laughs> love them. What's the next episode? So you get people involved and excited about your new project. You know, we started from scratch. I had a lot of background because I listened to hundreds of podcasts, but it was a little scary. And then Sophia one day says, why are you worrying about it, mom? I edit all the podcasts. You don't need to worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a supporter right there. I think that what I love about you telling this story is one is that you had a plan yes. and then you gathered your supporters around you to be, you know, to help you and be accountable with it. But also you knew that you can't do it alone. You're doing it with someone. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, when you unpack that story that people can take as an as an example of how to start from scratch and not doing it uh, completely alone or completely, in a, you know, because it is scary and it has a lot of challenges. But you really took all of these little things um, that can help you do it and do it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I owe a big uh, thank you to my very good friend, KCRA News, Deidre Fitzpatrick. She has a great mm -hmm. podcast, Dying to Ask, and I've been following her like a puppy, you know? And, and so when it was my turn to do it, she immediately, she literally picked up the phone. She called me and she goes, this is too long to send you an email. Let's, uh, let's dissect your, your idea, you know? Mm -hmm. So here you also had two, two more things in your story. You had a professional crush that you yes. worked towards. Uh, which I love, but also she, which is amazing when you have the professional crush also as your personal board of director uh, yes. to come and support you in, in, you know, in closing the gap in what it, what it takes uh, to be her. Uh, yes. I love it. Yes. It's a beautiful story. Thank you so much. And because our story will air in December, we know that December and the beginning of the year mm -hmm. is a time of change, right? Like people make yeah. their New Year's resolution. What is your advice to them so that they can really make the New Year's resolution stick? Yeah, it's a good question. I love it. And I think, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people are telling me, oh, starting from scratch is really timely because it's the new year and the new year resolution. Um, but I think that, you know, I wrote, I didn't write it for a certain uh, day, it just came out like that because uh, it took me time to finish it. I think, you know, looking at starting from scratch is really a mindset of how you uh, plan for a bigger, better you and how you thrive after change. Um, and together with the new year resolution, I think that, you know, having a plan is, is good. Uh, a plan for, you know, either your, you know, your personal life or your career and, and really believing and understanding that, you know, working towards something should not be done alone. Um, and so to have a plan and with that plan, what do you plan to learn and who do you plan to connect with? 
to support you in that change would be an amazing uh, New Year's resolution. Oh, I love it, As, because as you're pointing out, when we have that support system around ourselves, really magic happens. When I became a marathoner, I, I jumped and I signed up for a marathon and everybody on Facebook is like, Carmen, what did you do? I'm like, what? <laughs> I signed up to run my first marathon. And then I realized what I did. And, and luckily I said, God, uh, please help me, send me a sign. And the next day I get an email from the local running company saying, we have a training group for you. I see that you sign up to run yeah, your first yeah. marathon. So that was huge for me. I'm like, thank you, God. I did something stupid, but you helped me out. You sent me here, <laughs> a support system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not alone in this anymore. Yes, yes. Yeah, because well, you put yourself out there and you put the plan out there. Yes. And I think that it's a it's a huge it's a huge uh, part of you know of starting anything to really have a plan and put it in, uh, putting it out there, and then you know. Um, and then letting a lot of the people who know you and support you come with their support system. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And um, at the end of each episode, we sprinkle seeds of sunshine for our <laughs> listeners. So what would your seeds of sunshine be? Oof, um, I think if we could do, you know, more, more patience with ourselves, um and be our best friend i think i think we're really really good a lot of us are really good with being friends to other people what i would like that uh, people will learn to be friends for themselves and be kind to themselves yes just so beautiful and how can listeners buy your book and connect with you on social media yeah so i have a website it's called starting from scratch the uh, and uh, there are a lot of resources there. There are the stories of some of the people that I mentioned, Maria's stories there, um, as well as um, links to how to buy my book. And my book is also on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, a lot, all the shops. Um, and it's called Starting from Scratch. Um, and my name is Oz Benari. So you can find me like that. Wonderful, Oz. La revedere, which means La revedere. goodbye. <laughs> So nice to talk to you. Thank you once again for your time and your amazing conversation. Have a, you know, happy holidays and a happy new year. You too. And everybody. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Seas of Sunshine is a proud supporter of Sacramento Youth Center and 50% of your donations are going directly to our local branch. To contribute and support our podcast, please use the coffee app, which you can find in our show notes. It is greatly appreciated. Wishing you a great week full of sunshine. Thanks so much for listening, sharing, and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen to. And if you have some great wisdom and advice and wish to be a guest on Seas of Sunshine, please message me on social media at Carmen Mixa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And last but not least, remember that we will have a monthly drawing for cool prizes to reward our top listeners and supporters who share and review Seeds of Sunshine. Goodbye for now.